Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Hello and welcome to the Gateway Church Cymru podcast. My name's Luke Morgan and I'm the Senior Pastor at Gateway Church Cymru and I just want to say thank you for checking out our podcast and listening in to today's message. Today we're going to continue the series that I've been going through on a Sunday morning and this series is called Building People. You know on Vision Sunday, the first Sunday of 2020, I shared the vision which God had laid on my heart for Gateway Church Cymru for 2020 and beyond. And you know that word was building for the future. You know we believe as a church that God's going to do great things within the life of our church. But it all begins with us as a people getting our lives right getting back to the basics and putting Jesus first in our lives. And you know, this whole segment of this series, has begun, uh, I've been talking about the altar. And everything begins with seeking God at the altar. You know, the most impo- important priority for every single believer is the altar. Now you might be wondering, what on earth am I talking about? What on earth is the altar? Well, the altar is the place where we grow in our relationship with God. And at the altar, communion takes place. It's it's where we get alone with God, where we pray, where we read the word, where we draw closer to God and and where he speaks and ministers to us. Then consecration takes place at the altar. It's where we surrender our lives, where we die to ourselves and we give ourselves wholeheartedly to God. And the third thing is, is commission. It's where we begin to discover God's work of direction and empowerment in our lives and In the last message, I shared that the first thing that should take place at all of our altars is reading the Bible. And you can catch up with that message and previous messages on the altar on our podcast. But today I'm just going to share about the second thing that should take place at our personal altar. This is something that's so vital for every single Christian, every single believer. You know, this thing is so simple it's also something that's, that can, can be taken for granted. It's something that's so simple, but it's also something that become, can become so familiar to us and it can be taken for granted and we can neglect it. And today we're going to be talking about the subject of prayer. And if you've got your Bible with you there, maybe you've got it on your phone or maybe you've got a literal Bible in front of you, then can you please turn to Matthew chapter 6 and we're going to read verse 5 to 8. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he says this. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. You know, a few years back, um, my family and I, we went to Washington, D.C. on holiday. And, you know, when we went to Washington, we saw many famous landmarks. But there was one famous landmark in particular that I was looking forward to seeing the most. And that landmark was the White House. You know, when we got there, it was incredible to see. 
But actually, the White House was set quite uh, quite a way back, because when we got there, the White House was surrounded by fences. There were big gates. There were security guards all around, all along the front of the White House and all around the back as well, and there were blockades up. You know, if my family and I, if we wanted to go and speak to the president, then it would have been quite hard to do so in truth. You know, I'm sure if we had tried to get in to see him without being invited, you know, maybe by hopping the fence and ignoring all the signs and all the guards, then I'm sure that at the very least we would have ended up being tackled to the ground. We probably would have been tasered and unlocked up. You know, I think the same would happen if we tried to visit the Queen uninvited, you know, and tried hopping over the fence of Buckingham Palace. You know, although the, the Queen and the President, they're just people like you and I. They are very important people. You know, these people, the, the Queen and the President, they represent nations. And you know, even though we are citizens of, of the UK, citizens of the nation or wherever you're from, it doesn't mean that we can just pop in to have a cup of tea with them anytime we want. You know, if we want to see the Queen or we want to see the President, we have to be invited in. There are certain protocols and rules for setting up a meeting like that. And you know, it makes sense, doesn't it? That there are rules instead of an open door policy. You know, rules for us to go and see these great important people. You know, did you know that today you and I have been given an invitation? And it's an invitation to meet with someone who's far greater than the Queen and the President. The Bible tells us that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, God himself, Jesus Christ, has invited us into his presence. And the amazing thing about this is that the God of the universe, the one who holds this world in his hands, he has an open door policy with whoever would come, his children, his people, but also those who don't yet know him. There's this open door policy. You know, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, then you're invited to visit him and speak with him whenever you want. But the Bible also tells us that if you haven't yet received Jesus as your Saviour, if you haven't put your trust in him, then you can by simply by believing in Jesus, by believing that he died for you on the cross to take the punishment of your sins, that if you believe in him, in his death and in his resurrection, that he rose again three days later, then you can know eternal life. You can know the forgiveness of all your sins. And you know you have this invitation to come and talk with God at any time, at any place. You know Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says that we can boldly come before his throne of grace. You know it's amazing. Just stop and think about that. The one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit has invited you and I to draw near to him and speak with him every single day. And you know, the person who made this possible, as I've just said, is Jesus. He made our way possible through his death and resurrection. But the question today is, will you and I RSVP back and draw near to him and pray? You know, we see in this account that I just read earlier from Matthew chapter 6, that the disciples, they responded to God's invitation to speak with him. You know, the, the disciples, they were desperate to speak with God. You know, I shared a few weeks ago that after spending just a little bit of time with, with Jesus, they would have seen that one of the most important priorities for Jesus was to set some time aside every day and go and speak with his heavenly father. And the disciples, they were desperate for that. They saw how important it was for Jesus 
And so they, they, they made it a priority in their lives. They wanted to learn how to pray, how to speak to the Father. And so they came to Jesus and, and they asked him about how they are to act and what they, what they are to speak about when they're in his presence. And you know, it's amazing. Jesus d- doesn't turn them away and say, you know, this is only for me. Only I'm allowed to commune with the Father. Instead, Jesus loves this and he encourages them and he gives them three important ways on how they are to pray. And you know, these ways are applicable for you and I as well. Jesus is not only teaching them, but he's teaching us as well on how we are to pray. And my prayer is, is that these three things will help you in your prayer life. You know, the first thing that Jesus tells them, if you want to pray and you want to speak with God and you want to accept this invitation, the first thing we need to remember is to keep it simple. In Matthew 7, chapter 6, verse 7, Jesus says this, When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. You know, Jesus tells them, yeah, don't babble on when you pray. Unfortunately, people today think that you have to use a lot of words to, when you're praying. And then if you use a lot of words and you pray for a long time, then... God is more likely to answer your prayers. Or maybe some people, even if you're listening to this, maybe you think that you have to be eloquent in your prayers. You have to use all this religious terminology and all these clever words in your prayers and then God will likely answer your prayers. But I love the fact that that's not the case. You know, repeating words is not prayer. Reading words off a sheet, that's not true prayer. Crossing your legs and chanting a mantra, that's not prayer. And even lighting a candle is not prayer. You know, the Bible encourages us and Jesus tells us here that prayer isn't a performance. You know, he goes on a little bit earlier and says that, you know, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners so everyone can see them. Prayer is not a performance. It's not about the words we use or all these different things that we set up in order to pray. Pray at its heart, is communicating with God, simply, openly, and reverently. That's it. Prayer is simply talking to God, simply, openly, and reverently. And I want to encourage you, when you pray, don't go on and on for ages and ages and ages just because you feel like you have to. Be specific in your prayers. You know, use some targets, there's specific things that you want to pray for. Just pray for them and thank God. Remember, always in your prayers to thank God. But the first thing Jesus encourages us here and encourages his disciples is that when you pray, keep it simple. Number two, the second thing Jesus tells his disciples is to keep it real. Keep it real. Verse 8, he says this, Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need before you even ask him. You know, Jesus wanted to remind the disciples and the crowds listening that God knows exactly what we need before we even ask him. In fact, God knows exactly what's happening in our lives right now. He knows what you're thinking. He knows where you are. He knows what's going on in your life. You know, we are living during the biggest communication shift in over 500 years. You know, nearly everyone today is on social media. And I love social media. Social media has a lot of positives. In fact, you can follow our church on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know, you can do that. 
you know, social media has a lot of positives, especially in the way that we can communicate with others a lot quicker and, you know, we can communicate with people across the other side of the planet. It's absolutely amazing. However, one of the main dangers of social media is that it can create a false reality. You know, it's interesting. Anyone can be whoever they want to be online and post whatever they like on there. You know, it's interesting. I I encourage you, if you're on social media, just look at your Facebook page, look at your Instagram pages, go through the feeds on there. And you know, it's amazing when you look through all these photos, most people, if not nearly everybody on there, post pictures of how great or how perfect or how amazing their life is. It's interesting that people only put the great stuff out there, the nice stuff, the good things on social media. But the truth is, it's not reality. You know, unfortunately, people can get sucked into the lie that unless your life looks like my life, then you're not really living. People today are desperate for affirmation and acceptance and approval from people they don't even know. And they'll do anything to get that approval. So they post great things, the best things about themselves. But what's interesting is that you hardly ever see anyone posting about their struggles and the difficulties that they're facing. You never see any photos of a couple arguing together. You never see any photos of, you know, somebody struggling financially or struggling with an addiction. You never see those sort of photos going up there. And the worst part about it is the young people and young adults today are getting drawn into this. They feel like they have to be fake in order to portray this great life that they have. They have to put up a false life. You know, many people today are, are missing out on the life that God has for them because they're caught up longing for somebody else's false life. I love what the Christian rapper, the Christian artist says this. His name's Lecrae and he says this. If you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. You know, I'm so thankful that we don't have to pretend to be someone we're not before God. And if you don't believe me, just read Psalm 139. Where this psalmist, he just declares about the greatness of God and how God knows everything about us. He knows every hair on our head. He knows when we sit and we stand. The psalmist says that, that God knit us together in our mother's womb. And that every day of our life has been written in the book of God. You know, God knows everything about us. We don't have to pretend before him. And I believe the Lord wants to remind somebody today that we don't have to hide from him. God is calling you to, to himself as you are. And you know, when you and I come to him and we are real with him, then he can help us and he can change us and he can work in our lives. You know, God can't help and change the person you're pretending to be. I want to remind someone that, that we're living for the audience of one. You're not living just to, for the acceptance of others. You don't have to be fake. We serve a God who knows everything about us, yet still loves us and still calls him, calls us to himself. So I want to encourage you, no matter how ugly, no matter how difficult your life is right now, no matter what's going on, you can be real with God. And when you pray, don't try and cover it up and pretend how great you are and how great everything is. I want to encourage you, be real with him. Be real with God. As I said, sometimes the best prayers that we can pray are the simple ones. And, you know, the simplest of all prayers is God help. You know, that can be the best prayer where God comes and helps us in our time of need. I want to encourage us to keep it, keep it real. And Jesus encourages the disciples here. Your father sees everything. You know, he knows everything about you. He knows what's going on in your life. So, 
You know, you don't have to be afraid to be real before him. So as I said, if we want to pray effectively, we've got to keep it simple, keep it real. And the final thing that Jesus encourages us to do when it comes to the subject of prayer is to keep it up. Keep it up. There's, a, uh, there's an amazing story in Luke chapter 18. And it says this in Luke 18 verse 1 to 8. It says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show how they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets her justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? You know, in, in January of this year, you might have heard this said before, but in January of every year, there's a huge influx of people attending the gym. You know, it's because many people make it their resolutions that they're going to get fit this year. And so the gyms, they, they bring out the extra equipment, they create a little bit more space because they know that they're going to have an influx of people trying to get fit right at the start of the year. But you know, it's been said that by the third and fourth week of January, the majority of those, new, of those new people who have joined the gym have now left. All that extra equipment gets put away again until next year. And you know, people start making all these excuses and, and all these different things. And people start going to the gym. You know, as people, we're great at starting things. I'm great at starting things. But we're not so great at persevering at things and, and making it a habit. But we see here, even in the story in Luke chapter 18, that Jesus is encouraging us not to let that happen with prayer. Jesus is encouraging us to keep praying and persisting in our prayers, to keep praying. You know, God longs for us to speak to him every day. And not just once a day either. You know, you can pray to him multiple times throughout the day. But Jesus is encouraging us here, don't give up praying. You know, and he goes on to encourage his disciples again in that. And to remind us of that, to keep praying. It says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, Jesus again is speaking. He says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks find, finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You know, I want to encourage you today there. That if you've been praying for someone or you've been praying for something and the answer hasn't come yet. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Keep praying, keep trusting because it says in Psalm 116 that our God is a God who hears and answers prayers. I've encountered that many times in my life. Our God has just answered prayer in miraculous ways, incredible ways. And even in the small things as well, that, seems in, that seem insignificant to us. God is a God who answers prayer. And so I want to encourage you today to keep praying. Make it a habit. Build it up in your life. Keep praying. Keep it up. 
So as we come to a conclusion today, you know, I believe that God wants to remind someone today that there's an invitation for you to come into his presence and talk with him. But the challenge is, will you accept that invitation? If you do, then remember this, that when you pray, keep it simple, keep it real and keep it up. I want to encourage you, pray every day. For prayer, along with reading the Bible every day, is the key to building a personal altar. And we, they are the key things that take place at our altar. And if we want to grow in God, then we're going to need to read the Bible every day and pray every day. I just want to end this podcast with, with this quote, and it's by one of my favourite preachers of all time. He, he's a guy from uh, the 20th century, and an incredible man. His name was Leonard Ravenel. Uh, incredible man of God and he says this no man is greater than his prayer life the pastor who is not praying is playing the people who are not praying are straying we have many organizers but few agonizers many players and payers few prayers many singers few clingers lots of pastors few wrestlers Many fears, few tears. Much fashion, little passion. Many interferers, few intercessors. Many writers, but few fighters. Failing here, we fail everywhere. I want to encourage you today to make prayer a habit in your life. Keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. God bless. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.